Hi, welcome to the Stanford Graduate School of Business podcast. My name is Lily Clausen, and I'm going to be interviewing faculty here about their research and the stories behind their research. This is around the time of year that people tend to fall off the wagon in terms of their goal setting. So I decided to sit down with our resident expert in goal setting, Suchi Huang. Suchi is an assistant professor of marketing here at the GSB, and her work focuses on consumer motivation. So what compels somebody to eat healthy, meditate, or even donate to a charitable organization? I recently sat down with Suchi, and we jumped right into conversation. What got you into this, this realm? So uh, in academia, we joke about how we study the things we are worst at. And I'm really bad at goal setting and disciplining myself. So that's what interests me, that I want to study what motivates people so I can use those principles myself and get better. Can you give us an example of something you're bad at and that you improved upon through goal setting? So I'm bad at working out. Uh, Coming from Asia, I I didn't really have the habit of working out. So I remember when I was uh, pursuing my graduate degrees at UT Austin, I saw people working out a lot, and I realized I want to incorporate that into my lifestyle. So I want to set that goal. And of course, you set the goal, you never do it. I always think that, well, tomorrow I have more time, and I'll do it tomorrow. Um, So I I read more papers, and I read about how goals need to be attainable, but also slightly challenging. So then, and also it talks about how um, you want to make the process very pleasant for yourself. So I purchased some clothes I can wear to go to the gym. I set very achievable goals for myself to just get on the treadmill for 15 minutes a day. And I started doing that. And before I know it, now I'm regularly working out. And what makes it so hard for people to follow through with their goals? So I think there are two questions here. One is, you know, it's sometimes hard to get started on the goal. And also at the same time, once you start working on the goal, a lot of times it's hard to finish. So there are two separate questions here. Well, my research and uh, research by many of my friends in the field, such as Stacy Fishbach and Ming, what we looked at is what motivate people in the beginning, such as in January when you first set a goal can be very different from what will motivate you at the end, when it's November, when you are approaching the end of your goal. And because of that, you really need to seek different kinds of feedback. You need to set different kinds of goal as you move on. Basically, we need to change our behavior from the beginning to the end. And a lot of us don't know about this, so we just kind of stick to one behavior, one kind of device, one kind of feedback, or one type of group when we are working out. And that may help you get started, but then we have a difficult time finishing it. Um, Can you talk a little bit about how you shift that motivation midway through? So basically, I think what's important here is that what will motivate you is very different from the beginning to the end. So in the beginning, you really want to think positive. Um, So for example, you want to seek positive feedback to tell you that you're doing great. You want to get support from your friends. You will want to probably set easier goals so you can easily achieve them. You probably want to join some workout programs that you can see immediate fast effect because that make you feel great. So you want to feel great in the beginning because in the beginning, we're always worried that we may not be able to do this. So think positive is, is important there. But once you have lost a lot of weight or you have been working out for a while, you are kind of getting to the end of your goal pursuit process. At that point, you actually want to seek challenge. Because when something is easy, it's easily doable or you're feeling great, what happens is we tend to relax. We grab that pint of ice cream or we skip the gym today because we think it's easy. Jogging for 15 minutes no longer challenges me so I can relax. So at that time, you want to seek challenge. 
you probably want to enjoy more challenging workout programs, kind of have the feeling that you're not really progressing that fast because what that does is it reminds you that this is an important goal. It is still meaningful and it will help to carry you to that finish line. And let's talk a little bit about how um, the influence of other people impacts how we make and keep goals. So we have research that finding that social support, first of all, is very important, especially when you are starting something foreign. It is really highly recommended that you pair with somebody like who knows what they are doing. And even if both of you are new to the workout routine, it will be fun to go together. So it's, just, it's really helpful to have a social other accompanying you in this Go Pursuit process. But once you have, uh, let's say, loss of weight or you're becoming fitter, what we found in our research is that people start to become more distant from each other, sometimes becoming even more competitive or even sabotage each other, trying to trick uh, the other person to eat that piece of cake so that you can feel good about yourself. So when that competition starts to happen, it can be counterproductive for the goal pursuit process because at the end of the day, it is not a competition. We are all just trying to get healthier. So when that happens, our recommendation is to you know, try to kind of think beyond the goal. Think about why we are all very different individuals and we might all be you know, joining the marathon for very different reasons. Because what that does is to help you see your workout partner from a different light. You don't see that person as a competition anymore because that person is very different from you. And that can help you re- retain that closeness so you can keep that social support throughout the process. And the group setting kind of happens in a very similar way. You want the group to give you positive feedback in the beginning. You want social support. But when your goal, your group is all getting close to the end, you want to be careful about not um, creating a competitive or negative environment. It seems like some people are just naturally really good at setting goals and and then reaching them. Do you think this is a learned skill or is it something that some folks are just born with? This is a fascinating question, and the research by Carol Dweck, uh, who is a faculty at the social psychology department at Stanford, um, showed that it really comes down to what you believe in. If you believe that your ability won't change, then what happens is it won't change. If you are good, you are always good. If you are bad, you will never seek ways to improve it. But if you believe that your ability can change through learning and through effort, what happens is you will actually change because you are putting more effort into learning and gradually you will improve, whether it's academic pursuit or you're trying to be fit. So our mind is actually a very powerful weapon. Our mind determines our behavior and that usually determines the outcome. So if you believe you can change, put in effort and you will actually change. Are there tools to help people in that process throughout the, the sort of trajectory of the goal to shift that mindset? Well, I hope one day I can help uh, design something like that. Uh, so far, there's no such thing. The resources is out there. For example, uh, in our social world, so, uh, if you use Fitbit, if you upload your progress, you can easily find positive feedback and neg- negative feedback just by comparing yourself to others. So it's all out there, but it's all fed to you at the same time. So as a consumer, uh, we, we are basically the decision maker to try to filter through this information. Like I said, think positive is important in the beginning, so you want to feedback that make you feel great. Maybe compare yourself for uh, to people who just started so you'll feel great about what you're doing. Compare yourself to other people who are working on very similar things, people you can relate to. But at the end, 
uh, we want to challenge ourselves. Then you, maybe you focus on other people who are more advanced than you, who have been working on for longer period of time in even better shape. So right now it's up to the consumers to better manage this information. But I do hope that one day we can design a dynamic kind of feedback system to give people the feedback they need at that moment. Which are your favorite trackers or tools? Uh, right now I'm using Bela Leaf. Uh, so it's a it's a tracker that's designed actually for females. So it tracked um, your the s- number of steps. You track your stress level, your sleep. Uh, so so far I like that. Uh, but like I said earlier, uh, even though I'm tracking the progress, I'm using that information very carefully. So how I think about the information, I kind of change it based on what my goal is and what I need at the moment. Sometimes I need positive feedback. Sometimes I need challenge. And therefore I use that app uh, depending on what I think I need that day. Okay, because I think a lot of people use these kinds of fitness um, tracking apps. What are some some tips you might give to people who already have those as part of their lives um, to improve that tool for them so that it's more effective in their um, goal setting? I think you want to think of it as you are managing the information rather than information is managing your behavior. And what I mean by that is that, yes, you're uploading your data every day, but you are managing what you want to get from the app. So if in the beginning you want to think positive, you are using the app to seek encouragement, to make you feel great. So avoid any kind of negative information at that point. But at the end, you want to seek challenge. So then look for higher goals, bigger goals. Look for other people who are doing better. So focus on those information instead of other information that may make you too relaxed. So you manage the information and not the other way around. One thing I've noticed is sometimes people will... um, publicly state a goal or they'll, you know, on Fitbit, they'll have their kind of leaderboard um, scoring up to be viewed publicly. Do you have any thoughts on how that sort of public display of a goal helps someone achieve it? So I don't have research directly on that, uh, but there's some research on commitment. And basically what publicly stating the goal could help is that you're basically now committing to the goal. It's uh, more costly for you to give up now. And that could be helpful. Another thing that uh, drives this behavior is that sometimes when you're announcing your goals, then you naturally get more support. People are supporting you. They can maybe refer you to information that could be helpful, recommend some apps you can download, or even joining you on your workout. So that part is also very helpful. By announcing it in your social network, you might get more support. And that is very important in the beginning. What Looking forward, what are you excited to research in, in the world of goal setting? There are so many questions still need to be answered. Um, there are two things that especially excite me right now. One is uh, what we call the middle stage slump. So a lot of times it's easy to start. And now with a lot of new research, we know how to, how to help people finish the goal. But what happens is in the middle, in the middle stage, when it's May or June or July, uh, people tend to kind of forget about their goal and they are relaxing too much and people are demotivated. So we are trying to find ways to help people stay motivated, especially leveraging social information. And I think that's a very exciting area of research because if you can sustain uh, that your motivation in that middle stage, then you really get that momentum to help you finish. 
The second thing that really excites me right now is to kind of explore what can help sustain people's behavior after you achieve your goal. So we have all experienced that we finished our goal and now we're not sure what to do. So my uh, ongoing work with Jennifer Acker, we're looking at kind of the power of visualization and using metaphors. For example, if I finish a goal, I can think of it as part of a journey or as reaching a destination. And what we found so far is that thinking about it as a journey, if you can visualize it as a journey, is actually very helpful because what journey does is it connects you to your past, where you first started, and to your future. So what you are doing right now is not a standalone behavior. It is actually that something meaningful that connects it all. And that will help you kind of to say no to the ice cream uh, your next meal or to go to the gym next day to help you sustain your good behavior without deliberately setting another goal. Tell me more about that. How, how do you how do you think of it in terms of a journey? So there are many ways to do that. You can uh, we have used visual, we have also used uh, wording. So we for example, we can uh, we ask dieters or students to close their eyes and work through a thought process with us for about five to ten minutes, and kind of thinking about their goal pursuit process as a journey, thinking about how they started, the ups and downs in this process, how they finish it, and whether there are some hurdles uh, along the way, whether there are some small celebrations they did along the way. So kind of think of it as a continuous process, comparing to reaching a destination, which means you are just celebrating at the moment. How do you like to celebrate goals? So I like to celebrate them by thinking why it is important to me. I know a lot of times people celebrate by indulgence, and it could be counterproductive. If I've successfully lost weight and I celebrate by having ice cream, what I'm telling myself is that I've earned my right to ice cream, and ice cream is actually a reward. And that is really not the association you want. The, the reward could be a new workout outfit, so you can continue your good behavior and continue working out. It could be signing up for another marathon, so you can kind of make it a fun experience for you. It could also be reflecting back and kind of think about why achieving this goal is so meaningful for you and what you want to do next. Awesome. Is there anything else you want to share with us? I think now is the beginning of the year. I know many people are setting the goals. I want to remind you that to think positive in the beginning and seek challenge at the end. And I hope that maybe when we look back in December, many of us have achieved the goals that we set in January. Great. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm.